I am Mark Fish and you are listening to Hit the Target Podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. My name is Carol Shabalala and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hi football lovers, this is Coach Delinker. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hit the Target Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hit the Target Podcast, powered by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Dershon, and with me in studio today are football analysts Mark Shedham and Nigel Nyker. Gents, welcome. Good morning, team. How's it, Dash? Shot. Let's get straight into Premier League preview. So we're going to kick things off with Nottingham Forest hosting Arsenal. Now, Mark, I see you got a big smile on your face. Do you, tell me, do you want to tell me why? High five. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but um, I'm happy Arsenal got uh, back to winning ways. A good convincing win. Um, Crystal Palace, not the... Uh, not at their very best, but convincing one at the end, nevertheless. Yeah. Um, do you think Arsenal should play like that till the end of the season? Should play like <laughs> that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, so it, it was a good performance. Um, happy that they, they backed 20 ways. They, they rectified their mistakes. Mm. Um, the only issue I'm having is, is the striking department for now. Yeah. Nigel? Yeah, I agree. I'm uh, happy to get back to winning ways. 5-0 convincing win against uh, a good Palace outfit as well. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully they can push on now and get closer towards the top. Mm. Do you do you think that another five 0 is on the cards here? Because I know that fixture against Crystal Palace was at the Emirates. This one is away to um, Nottingham Forest, where their ground is quite um, formidable. Hundred percent. And we struggled last season. We lost one 0 there, so uh, it was a tough outing against a very physical uh, Forest team. Mm. So um, yeah, um, we will have to have our wits about us if we're going to continue our winning streak. Yeah. Look, if uh, you haven't forgotten about that defeat, I'm sure Mikel Arteta hasn't either. So <laughs> let's uh, let's go down to the predictions and which way do you think this is going to go? Uh, 3-0 Arsenal. Yeah, I agree with Mark. I don't think it'll be that easy, but I'm going 2-0 Arsenal. Mm. Um, do Nottingham Forest have Arsenal striker uh, in their ranks? I'm speaking about Ty- Taiwo Iawoni. No. You don't he's, think he's, he's going to be? It's good for... Forest, I don't think he's a fit for Arsenal. I think Arsenal, uh, personally, what I think they should let go of a few players, get some money, break the bank, and buy an elite striker. Yeah. I think if you look at, at Liverpool's teams, their front three is elite. Mm. City, we don't need to talk about Haaland. Yeah. So, when you, if you want to win the Premier League, you need to have an elite striker. You may not be playing the best in every game, but if you have a top striker, he wins the game one. Mm. Okay. Your thoughts on Iwani? Yeah, top, top striker. I think he, he, uh, he can run the channels and he can hold up play very well. Mm. Uh, scores goals as well. But I, I don't think the level that Arsenal would be looking at, um, like Mark said, we're looking at someone elite who's going to come in and change the landscape of the team. I mean, you look at, we have Inketi and Jesus who are two good strikers, just not world-class, world beaters. So mm. you need that to win the league. Mm. I, I say bring in Osime. Yeah. Martinez, um, Lautaro Martinez is my shot. I, I don't think he will leave. I don't think Inter will let him go. Yeah. I don't think so. So I think we need to break the bank for Osimhen or like that guy. I think he's from Getafe, Mayoral. Mm, Boya Mayoral. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's um, second highest in the league. I think he's, he's quite good. Mm. But also another small player. I think his build is quite small for England, but we never know. Yeah, once in the books of Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the next uh, fixture. Luton are hosting Brighton. Um, Brighton, maybe not as convincing as their early season 
Um, form showed. I think a goal is strong against Wolves. Was their result last time out? They are away this time. Yeah, I think I think Brighton have fallen off the pace a bit, but the football they play very attacking football. And what kills them most is 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 they are so attacking that they almost forget about the defending <laughs> parts of the game, and because they score a lot of goals and then they concede a lot of goals, so they're not doing any justice. So, but they are a good outfit, and also we know what happens when you go to Luton, small grounds. They are very good team at home. A lot of the big teams struggle, so a tough game for Brighton. I see. Yeah, I also see a tough game. Uh, uh, Luton are a tough outfit to go to, especially at home. They make it difficult for the, even the biggest of teams. So yeah, Brighton, uh, as much as entertaining football they play, uh, mm. they need they need to pick up points. Yeah, it wasn't that uh, long ago where Luton hosted Chelsea. I think it was a five goal thriller mm. at um, at the home stadium. That uh, you know, I think is uh, Rob. Um, Edwards is the head coach. You know, he would have felt very hard done by that result because yeah. they played really well and the amount of deliveries in the box was sensational. I think Ross Barkley as well, yeah. um, you know, in the ranks, he, he was... Um, he's, he's actually playing really well he, now yeah. at the moment. They also gave City a good run. They gave Liverpool a good run. Mm. Arsenal just made it there yeah. as well. Yeah. Chelsea as well struggled. Yeah. So uh, but I don't think it's just easy going for Brighton. Yeah, give me your prediction. <sighs> this is a tough match, but I'm going 2-1 Brighton. I'm going 2-1 Luton. Mm. Well, definitely, uh, both teams to score seems like the play of the day. Yeah. All right. Um, Fulham host Everton um, in the next fixture. Now, Fulham with a 1-0 defeat in the London derby last time out to Chelsea. Um, they are at um, Craven Cottage this weekend. Can you see some fireworks? I see both teams scoring. Uh, uh, both teams play good football as of late. Uh, Fulham a high-scoring team. Uh, lots of goals in yeah. them. Especially, Especially at home, yeah. Craven Cottage. Um, yeah, but Daesh has done an excellent job at Everton, so I see them getting something from this game. I just wonder if, if that, that second um, ban. fine or yeah. ban or whatever it is will dampen the spirits at Everton or will it galvanize the team to come out even stronger now? Mm, because cool. after the first one, you could see that they started playing as a team. Yeah. They got some positive results and I just hope it doesn't kill their your confidence going into this game. Mm. Everton got uh, one win in their previous five league outings. So, you know, it's not really um, a not good time. Best. Yeah, exactly. You know, we are, we're actually one point above the relegation zone um, following that 10-point deduction, um, which I will be repeating mm. <laughs> <laughs> from now till the end of the season. So, yeah, um, yeah it's just, it's not where we want to be. Um, I think against Fulham, it's going to be a game of fine margins. I don't think we come away with a defeat, but I don't think we're going to win the game either. Scoring draw. Even then, too, I'm not sure. Because it might just be a case of park the bus. And, you know, Dyke has played that at Burnley, played that way for a very long time. And, um, I think you he's know, the best at doing it also. 100%. You know, Fulham also being where they are on the log, mm-hmm. he will look to take points off those clubs in, the- in and around him. And that's he's a specialist think, think, at that. I think to survive, that's... That's the way to do it mm. because obviously competing with the teams on the top of the table is going to be difficult. So to mm. get points in and around them, I think that's the best way to do it from now till in. Mm. Let's uh, go ahead with your prediction. I'm going 1-1. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game as well. I'm going 2-2. Mm. I, uh, nice scoring draw there. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace take on Sheffield United. Um, Ross and just like left picking up the pieces, really. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they need a, a huge turnaround um, in this game. Both teams not doing their very best now at the moment. I think with Palace having home ground advantage, I think it's, it, it favours them more. 
to come out and 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 give their fans something to to sing about and and get that much needed three points. Yeah, I think the pressure is on them. I think we saw in the Arsenal game a yeah. lot of protests from the fans yeah. as well uh, against the ownership. ownership yeah. yeah, so um, there is pressure on them. There's pressure on Roy. So at home at Ellis Park, they need to make it count against a struggling Sheffield United team. Mm. Do you think they capitalize? I think they have to. Uh, they have the players to do it as well. Is a it's it's a Sheffield United team that's rooted to the foot of the table. 100%. It really should be three points at the minimum. Hundred yeah. percent. They will attack it as a game that they should be picking up three points. And yeah, I think they have the players to do it as well. Mm. Do you think Palace lose any of the talent in this window? I don't think in this window. I think it's been a fairly quiet window by uh, Premier League means in January, uh, especially of what we've seen recently as of late. Um, so yeah, maybe. If something is going to happen it will string along a domino effect of other clubs buying yeah. players but i don't see it happening so far but yeah there is some gems in that palace team that mm. could go for yeah. a lot of money uh, yeah. spoken I, I like an arsenal that. scout yeah <laughs> i agree with him because um Eze, i don't think he he can uh, i think he needs a better team um olise definitely definitely um Otson edward um is i think he's out injured still but he's also quite a good striker so i think they will for me the the absolute gem is um Joachim Anderson i think the at defender. the back he's been yeah. absolutely incredible one of the very few defenders that actually get forward um to attack the ball in dangerous situations and you know he might just pop up with a goal or two i think he has even taken a free kick this yeah. season yeah. for palace his yeah. passes are he's are just praises passes yeah and also another player i would also take at arsenal as um, Mark Akei mm. he's very good mm. former, former yeah. Chelsea defender yeah. as well I think he very left good. around the same time as Fakayo Tomori yeah. uh, with Tomori obviously setting up um, in, in Italy. Italy with AC yeah. Milan um, yeah I think, I think Mark Akei is a, a, a one to watch my prediction will be 2-0 Palace yeah I agree 2-0 Palace okay Aston Villa hosting Newcastle United Newcastle currently um, Newcastle Strippier linked with the move away from the club mm. Callum Wilson as well yeah. I think they need to, to to do some good business for me it looks like Trippier is on his way out mm. yeah another top top player in the league as well from right back he's been providing a lot of assists crosses um, so yeah I'm sure they'll miss him a lot um, but in terms of the game itself it's going to be a cracker Villa Newcastle you can mm. expect a lot of goals yeah Villa currently occupying a top four position. They would want to um, stay there. And you know, with Tottenham just three points behind them, it could, could come down to the head-to-head. Yeah, and this is technically a direct rival for Champions League football yeah. for Villa if, for this season. If mm. they are to pick up three points, it could be a massive turning mm. point in the season. Yeah, definitely. We mustn't forget that Tottenham have a lot of their top players injured now. But back to, to Newcastle, Aston Villa mm. is going to be a top game. Um, tight game, but... I'm giving it to Aston Villa. They've been top all season round at home. Um, free scoring, um, fluidity in the game. So I'm giving it to Aston Villa. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe 2-1, 3-1 Villa. Mm, yeah, I think I can also see a... Well, rather, I can only see a Villa win um, over here. Um, another, <laughs> what you can call a banker of the midweek clashes, Man City hosting Burnley. Shout out Lyle Foster. <laughs> Lyle Foster is a man. I think this is... Oh, and it's at the Etihad. Yeah. Uh, there's only one way this could go. It's just a matter of Burnley saving the embarrassment mm. if they can hold uh, the defense tight yeah. and just stay below five goals. I think. 
Yeah, it, it, it is going to be a tough task for company going mm-hmm. back to his old club, definitely. But yeah, baptism. I don't yeah, see it. I, I say five because De Bruyne is back, Doku's back, um, Haaland. Liverpool also chopped the log, mm-hmm. so Liverpool, it's so not like a lot at stake. There's pressure. a there's a lot of moving parts in, coming up now with City. We know what they do after Christmas, Jan, February, twenty game run. I think this could be the start of it. Mm. Well, look, I have seen. Man City susceptible at the Etihad this season. Now, they've won games that they maybe shouldn't have. They've also drawn games that they should have lost. So they do have that um, Man City power of getting results. That's just the formula. Do you think that any any stretch of the imagination, Burnley can just maybe get a 1-0? Look, no. They, no. They'll need a lot of things to go right for them. They'll yeah. need City to have a bad day. They need to have a good day themselves and yeah, prey on the results. City going. will need to have a bad day, two red cards <laughs> and VAR calls. Yeah. That's the way I see it. I'm not knocking a, a Burnley. Uh, if Lyle Foster can score, I'll be more than happy. Well, look, you, you look at last, um, last time on Man City and Newcastle. I know that was at St. James's Park, which is not an easy ground to go yeah. to. They were exchanging blow for blow over there. I think the introduction of Kevin De Bruyne definitely changed the game. And you can, you can kind of say the three points was a direct result mm-hmm. of him. When he came on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you they were in a losing the, position. Exactly. And you saw the celebrations after the game. Everybody ran to him. It was like the weight was lifted. Mm-hmm. It was a relief. They were, it was like, thank God De Bruyne is back. Yeah, yeah. It was like life is back. You know? mm-hmm. So with him there, I think, we know what's coming. All right. Is a Man City machine up and running? I don't think yet. They're warming up. We'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk next month. Mm, okay. Um, so you're calling a high uh, scoring victory for Man City? 4-5 uh, now. Yeah, I okay. agree. All right. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur hosting Brentford. Ivan Tony backed Brentford. Your thoughts? Tricky game, this. Uh, Tottenham, we know what they've been doing, playing very expensive football. Exciting to watch. Brentford, I think they have um, the new Ivan Tony bounce. Mm. Uh, he, he was back last week, scored a free kick. Um, Thomas Frank backs him a lot. Gave him the captain's armband Gave as well. Gave him the cop- captain's armband. So, so that means a lot. And I, I'm sure he has the same effect that the Brainer has on City, mm. which he has at Brentford. I think everybody's more comfortable. They have a target point. I see his relationship with Mope is quite good. So it's, this is a very tricky game. Yeah, dynamic you up front there. Um, you know, Tottenham also had, um, what can you say, gave a fair count of themselves uh, last time out against Man United. Now, Team Overda didn't have the best game. Um, you know, I want to say that Rashalison has been holding down the four relatively well for Tottenham yeah, yeah. of recently. I think he deserves a bit of credit. Um, can you see him maybe cementing his position in the Spurs team? Because I, I think that they do need to do more business, you know. Um, I don't think Timo Werner or Richarlison or Brendan Johnson, for that matter, is good enough for the Spurs shirt. But honestly, they have been doing the job. Yeah, they have. I think Richarlison, um, the goals are coming for him now, which looks good. But before that, he would do he would do the same good stuff on the pitch. He would make the good runs. Yeah, in, interplay with players. So yeah, in that sense. There is a level that take that you need to be at for a Spurs player. Like I mean, mm. it has dropped since Harry Kane. Death, That's my so, point. Um, you will look at into that and maybe think that they need a, a bigger target man who's going to score more goals. Mm. So yeah, 
Um, maybe Son could do it. Maybe Son could strike. I, I, I think Postecoglou, the, the recruitment actually worked out for him. We know that um, Tottenham, they need those quality players. We've all been accustomed to this thing that you need to have these high-profile players. I think Postecoglou's coming under the, prof, uh, under the radar. He's got these so-called no-name players brought in. Um, Timo Werner, we, we know the pace he has. He, it didn't work out at Chelsea, but I believe he's got goals in. And I do think once James Madison back, mm. Richarlison, Danger. Um, um, Brennan Johnson, and Timo Werner. Ten goals. I think the chances will be coming from everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Okay. Well, I don't think Madison is available for this. And Tony yeah. is back at Brentford. So looking from the outside, and I have to say, with Tony's involvement, I think they get the results at Tottenham. But I want to ask you guys, which way do you see this one going? I think Brentford get something. I don't know whether they win, but I do feel that they will a positive result and get a positive yeah, result. Yeah, I, I see a scoring draw 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, um, possibly a draw. I even lean on to Brentford considering Tony is back as mm. well. Yeah. All right. Um, let's uh, skip Liverpool-Chelsea and we'll come back to that um, towards the tail end of the podcast and move here to West Ham hosting Bournemouth. Now, West Ham, after three straight league wins, back-to-back league draws. So, it's, what can you say? They've gone undefeated. But then when you look at, um, I think they drew to Sheffield United 2-2, if I'm not mistaken, uh, both those um, clubs uh, registering red cards in that one. Um, and then they drew uh, with Brighton at home. Goal is draw. West Ham, I think, I think West Ham without Paqueta and Kudus, they lose a little bit of their spark. Yeah. Um, we know uh, Jared Bowen is, is top class. I think he, he he's a he's leading ceiling. he's leading the line for them. Yeah, his ceiling is is quite high. I think he also might move soon, um, but I believe West Ham will have enough. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think West Ham win this probably two now. Okay, nice easy victory for um, the Hammers. Um, let's uh, go to Wolves hosting Man United. Gary Neal, one of the top performers, if you ask me, so far. I, I agree. He's, he's got Wolves playing very well. Mm. I'm very happy. My uh, Pedro Neto's back. I would yeah. love to see him in an Arsenal shirt. Um, he's a top player. You uh, the, the other night, I, I think they played Brighton. It was a, it was a goalless draw. Goalless draw, yeah. Um, lift the, lift you, your lift your household up. The the, the my heart was, was <laughs> it was bleeding custard. I'm sorry. I was so happy to see him back. Um, Acuna top. You could just see the. Everybody was just playing with a, with a different confidence. Mm. You know, Wolves are currently 11th, but they are. Um, only goal difference is separating them and the top half of the log. You know, you look at the, the, the opening game of the season for them. I think it was against Man United, United. at Old Trafford. Yeah. Kind of felt that they had... They were um, supposed to win that. Yeah, yeah, that they had the better uh, performance. The, the result just wasn't, um, didn't go their way, that, but they, they played better than Man United did. Do you think that's going to spur them on in this one? Yeah, 100%. I think they'll play with the same uh, motivation to get a win. They're now at home. Um, and what's good to see with the Wolves team is they have an identity. They have a set style of play. Um, not like uh, United. So you, you don't know what, what's going to pick up, what, what United team is going to pitch up there. We know they like to play transition-based football. But against a Wolves team that has been tactically astute, uh, mm. I think they go there and struggle. Yeah, I just think that there's a lot of, um, just too many talking points surrounding Man United right now, especially when you look at the goalkeeping situation with um, Andre Nana being at AFCON. Um, you know, he didn't really 
do much in their 2-2 draw against Tottenham. You know, I felt like if you made such a public decision to stay and don't keep a clean sheet, you come away with a draw. And then go and miss AFCON's first game as well. And then concede three in the second game. Yeah. You know, it's... it's shambled. It's, it's just I, too I, erratic I think for me. He, I think he just stayed just to, to save himself. Yeah. Because his form was so bad. His, his confidence is, is really gone. He, I believe he is a good goalkeeper. A season before, he was playing Champions League final. So there is something there. It's just a matter of hopefully mm. time coming, right? Yeah. I think this will be a league debut then for um, the Turkish keeper who's yeah. going to be in the net. Do you think like that's maybe where Matthias Cunha, um, you know, you mentioned Pedro Neto, one of them can maybe uh, give him the eyes, you know, shake him up a little bit? I think Carrion, I think that will be the message from Carrion. Yeah. yeah. We are, Cunha is a good striker. He's yeah. got pace. He's got good uh, footwork. Mm. Pedro Neto, we know what he can do. Yeah. So I think that will definitely be the objective. Yeah. From Gary O'Neill to just attack and attack. Mm. We know everything that's happening at United. They're all over the place. The takeover has disrupted everything. Mm. It's, it's, it's gone on to the field of play. And what now with Radcliffe coming in, hopefully he can steady the ship and get things back to how they were. Mm. Your prediction on this one? Yeah, I think for United, the only shining light right now is Rasmus Holland. And if they are going to get a, a positive result, they need to rely on him. But I'm going Wolves 2-1. Yeah, I, I agree. Hmm. I agree with uh, with Nigel on this one. Interesting. Okay, our final um, fixture to unpack of the match week is Liverpool against Chelsea. Now there has been some goals, and this one's some memorable goals. But there's also been some stalemates. You know, I I, I think back to uh, Mikhail Mudrik. I think he made his Premier League debut against Liverpool. Uh, came off the bench around the 60th minute or so. Had a bit of an impact, but that game finished goalless. Do you think that's going to follow suit? Um, listen, but or not? I think at Anfield, Liverpool will find the way to score. They've been doing so with ruthless effect over the past few weeks. Um, they've got some crazy strikers that just manage to carve out chances and they're clinical as well. So, yeah, I think they, 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 they do find the back of the net against Chelsea. What, what gives me confidence from a Chelsea point of view is that Arnold is injured, Salah is out. Mm. I think those are, are, are Liverpool's... Prime massive, yeah. yeah. That's where massive everything comes them. from. Yeah. yeah. So and with Chelsea winning six 0 last night, yeah, in the Carabao, I think the confidence is boosting. I think um, they're starting to be more cohesive. Mm. Um. So I think I think it's going to be a well, top game. Maybe there's an opportunity if you're a Chelsea fan, if you're a Chelsea manager rather, maybe you can spot some weaknesses because they've only won one of their previous three fixtures at Anfield. You know. There was a goalless draw against Man United. There was a 1-1 draw with Arsenal. And then a 4-2 victory over Newcastle. Now, excluding that, that Newcastle win, looking at draws, and this Chelsea team would, uh, on, on the back of a huge victory, I know it was against Middlesbrough in the EFL, um, but they, their strongest 11 was on the pitch and Chelsea then got a real confidence booster. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you speak about their strongest eleven and you talk about the players that they have, they have pound for pound top top players. Yeah, I mean Cole Palmer, Enzo, and Caicedo. That's a cracking midfield. I think yeah. that's one of the best midfields. Yeah. Really. yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're just not showing the performances, but player for player, they really have a good team. And being an Arsenal fan, now I would love for them to go to Anfield and yeah, and, and cause an upset. So yeah. 
um yeah let's hope they, they that they do it they have the possible the capability of doing it but honestly i just feel liverpool are just too good in this moment yeah i think on paper liverpool are 17 points ahead of chelsea after the same amount of games played 17 points yeah look we we knew what was happening at chelsea in the beginning of the season you can't spend a billion pounds buy 400 players um the change room wasn't even big enough for mm, these yeah. players so so how do you as a coach um get the ship going in the yeah, right where direction do you start? where do you start who mm. do you play who do you keep happy who do you let go so it was all over the place but seeing that pochettino kept his best 11 last night tells me that he's looking for fluidity he's trying to get the right combinations and i'm heavily behind chelsea against liverpool in this game because they need to soften liverpool before they go to the emirates <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to ask you do you think cole palmer is the glue keeping this chelsea team together definitely 100%. definitely 100% I, i i think a lot of us are surprised with how he's come in and uh, gel so well yeah. in this chelsea team and not just gel being like a, a, a the main guy in this chelsea he's, team he's almost like kevin de bruyne at chelsea 100% you see the balls he's giving the contributions the link up play so i think he's he's mm. the shining light top show top quality mm. player okay uh, let me get your predictions that don't and maybe who's going to score If if you're backing me both. personally, I'm going with a Chelsea 2-1. I'm giving one to Sterling because it's his old home. And I'm going with Enzo or Brogia. I'm going 1-1 draw. I see Palmer scoring. Mm. I see maybe Nunes or Jota scoring. Mm. All right. Jens, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing all things Premier League related with you. We're going to have to see how those uh, predictions unfold next week. Uh, cheers. Thanks, cheers, Tesh. Jens. I am Mark Fish and you are listening to Hit the Target Podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. My name is Carol Shabalala and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hi football lovers, this is Coach Delinker. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hit the Target Podcast.